Welcome to Moves That Matter. I am your host, Dr. Clive Posley, and we are excited once again to come into your telephone, your cell phone, your uh, living room, your computer, your laptop, uh, trying to make sure that you stay focused on the moves in life that really matter. I'm excited to have you participate in our show, and you know the price of admission is never money. It's always that you are willing to hit share, that you're willing to comment, that you're willing to participate in the Moves That Matter show. Today, I have a guest with me today who is going to really help us get a better understanding and become smarter about something that is very near and dear uh, to a health uh, crisis relative to the African-American women uh, who are in our viewership and across the country, maybe even around the world. We'll get to that later, uh, but I want to remind everyone about the importance of uh, your vote. I told you in my last show uh, that, that we would find out about the soul of America and what America really believed about herself and what she was trying to say by the vote. She did it. More people voted in the recent uh, presidential election than have ever voted in the history of the United States of America. And the winning margin the popular vote is the largest in the history of the United States of America. And so it, it's a clear statement from those who elected president-elect uh, Joe Biden that there was there is a desire for change. And that's what the soul of America is saying to us by that vote. I told you that her conscience would speak and her conscience is, has spoken. She desired change. And while Donald Trump did receive more votes than he did in the past, more people even those who had not voted, came out and made a statement. And let's make no mistake about this as well. The African-American voting population rose up to make a clear statement and in many ways stepped forward to try to help save the soul of America once again. In Milwaukee, in Detroit, in Atlanta, in Philadelphia, and even in Indianapolis, uh, Joe Biden carried this city. So I want us to understand that your vote did matter. For every person who told you, my vote won't make a difference, there have been recounts launched already because of the differences in some of these counties. But be rest assured, the vote is correct. Uh, despite Donald Trump's efforts to try to not, to, to be petty and try to not allow um, a smooth transition, despite the fact that supposedly he cared so much about the country, but you haven't heard from him from a mic since the election loss. What about the people dying of COVID? What about the, the children in cages? We haven't heard any, anything from the still president. Be that as it may, America has spoken and her soul says she wants to go in a different direction than the previous four years. With that said, uh, uh, in, in our next segment, I'm going to talk about what a subject that is um, near and dear to my heart. That I want to bring light to. And I have a, a, a senior pastor with us today who I greatly respect. One, he wouldn't be on my show if I did not. But secondly, he's a brilliant brother. He, uh, the, the, the way he speaks about issues is, is passionate. And we, we're developing, have developed and developing a, 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 a friendship uh, that's centered on Christ and the things that matter in our country. And so uh, he's gonna bring some information to us about a issue that is actually a social justice issue of sorts. 
and um, which actually gives me kind of a segue into a, a book I want to remind you about that's written by Dr. Brian Hudson. Dr. Brian Hudson is the producer of this show, and he's never asked me anything about promoting this book or making information about this book that he's offered in, entitled a Biblical and Social Justice. What is it? But I'm going to tell you something. For those of you who follow me because you think I know something about reading or you think I'm interested, I got somewhat of a pulse on what's happening in social justice, I'm telling you, this is a book you need to have in your library. This is well thought out. It's irrefutable. It's peer reviewed by, by several scholars uh, who are critical, uh, some who, who, who are functioning in the critical race theory field and, and social science uh, and, and uh, just critical thought in general. And I want you to know this is a book you need to get. Now, I'm always promoting my book, uh, More Than Icons and Images, Uncovering the Hidden Protest Narrative of the Black American Athlete in the 21st Century. But along with that book, you right now, your mind, in my mind, it may not be on the bestseller list, but if we can get it promoted, it should be. Because that's the kind of thing, this is the kind of book that I, particularly those who are socially conscious and trying to get a well-ordered society functioning, particularly those people, need this book on their shelves. And the last thing I want to say about that, just because someone's not on MSNBC, their book is not being heralded on CNN, does not mean it's not a great book. There are great offers who may not make the mainstream media, but people like myself are trying to let you know, just because they're not in the bright lights, doesn't mean it's not a bright light. Listen, I'm going to be right back in our next segment. We're going to get into a conversation uh, about a very important matter. Please come closer to your telephone or to your screen, whatever the case. You don't want to miss this. Trust me on this. This is something that you're going to want to hear about. I will be right back on Moves That Matter. God bless you. See you in just a second. We're back. Welcome back to Moves That Matter. Thank you so much for your viewership today. I'm thankful for our viewers who watch from Switzerland and watch from Basel and uh, other places around the world. We appreciate that. Uh, you, your participation is vital in, in helping us get information out that makes us smarter. Uh, today, I have with me uh, Pastor Richard Reynolds, pastor of the New Revelation Christian Church, uh, a scholar in his own right, serious about the things of God. You may have seen him working with me with Faith and Indy, but that's not where his ministry started. Uh, I want to introduce him. Glad to have you, my brother. Appreciate you, man. And uh, just uh, tell tell our audience who you are and, and um, a little bit about yourself. Well, first, I just want to take this opportunity to thank my friend and brother, Dr. Kai Posley. My privilege. Uh, we have, have recently begun to connect on a friendship level yes, sir. Uh, through our service mm -hmm. in the community. And I'm appreciative of you sharing this platform with me and providing the opportunity for me to share uh, you, with man. your audience, uh, national and, and global audience, um, about a subject that is, is very important to me. As you stated, mm -hmm. uh, I'm Pastor Richard Reynolds. I pastor the New Revelation Christian Church here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and, and work in social justice issues through an organization that we started a couple of years ago uh, called the Ministerium. Mm -hmm. and, and through my work with the Ministerium, I was able to link with mm -hmm. uh, my friend, Dr. Posley, 
through faith in Indiana. That's right. And we've begun to serve together. Uh, but the issue that I want to talk about today is mom and infant mortality uh, as it relates to and the way it impacts uh, the African-American community uh, in ways that are out of balance. That's right. You know, there are some significant disparities that exist mm -hmm. uh, in the levels of African-American women uh, who have a fatal experience mm -hmm. uh, when going into childbirth. Right. And it's been something that has been on the radar of the ministerium uh, from our very beginning. Right. And, and some members of our team have always addressed that issue. We, right. we address different uh, social injustices that exist uh, in our community and, and across the nation. Uh, but this is one that's always been on the table for right. us. Uh, but most recently, uh, this thing has come as close to home as, as I could ever imagine. In that's fact, right. My, my voice is even cracking thinking about it because my, my heart is, is still raw right? Uh, because this hit home uh, in the life of our congregation. Uh, one of our brightest and, and most brilliant uh, young members, uh, Dr. Shanice Wallace, mm -hmm. uh, went in to give birth uh, to her baby girl, Charlotte. And Charlotte, praise God, is healthy and strong and and her husband, Anthony, is taking care of Charlotte uh, with the support of family and friends. Uh, but Dr. Shanice Wallace did not survive uh, her birth event. Wow. Um, she a doctor. A doctor. 30 years old. Uh, she was the chief resident uh, at IU Riley Hospital uh, Pediatric Unit. She had just completed her residency, uh, was just beginning to get in position for her career to take off. Um, and then she winds up mm -hmm. dying um, really as a victim to the very same issue that she often lended her voice to. Right. She was an advocate. Mm -hmm. um, again, she was bright. She was brilliant. Mm -hmm. uh, but before she was a doctor, she was a believer. Mm -hmm. And she was one who believed in justice and in lifting up her voice for those who weren't able to lift up their voice for right. themselves. And so anytime you had an opportunity mm -hmm. to speak with Dr. Shanice, mm -hmm. she would always talk about the disparities that exist in the healthcare system, right. the disparities that impact women of color, mm -hmm. uh, disparities, again, connected to mom and infant mortality. She talked about these things. Mm -hmm. And so for her to turn around and die mm -hmm. uh, is as a result of the same injustice, mm -hmm. is incredible. Uh, she essentially became a martyr right. to her own message. And unfortunately, and, and at least in, in our region, the face of, of the, 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 right. the, the pain. You know, you know Pastor, I, I, I want to, um, as we discuss, you know, this, this, this uh, issue, this, uh, and how it's affecting our society, what do you think are some of the factors uh, that lead to the lack of information because uh, about this. Because even as I speak to you, uh, there are some in my audience who really hadn't heard a lot about this. We hear of sporadic uh, moments where a, a mother may die in pregnancy or a child may die. Right. But this is bigger than just something sporadic. And I think that's I think that's kind of what you're on here to talk about. How the, how you know. So, so talk to us about what are some of the factors that keep us in the have kept us in the dark about it. 
Well, I think by and large, um, we've been kept in the dark about this issue uh, because of the healthcare industry itself. Mm. Um, medicine is considered to be a safe place, mm-hmm. and a, a neutral safe place, space, non-political space, uh, where we're supposed to be trusting mm-hmm. of doctors. Right. And so, when something like this hits a family, it doesn't get media attention. Mm-hmm. Most families deal with this privately, and and so privately. Uh, because there's not a lot of discussion about it, that they don't understand that this is happening systemically mm-hmm. and that there are statistics that mm-hmm. reveal that this is not an isolated situation. Mm-hmm. These are not anomalies. These are things that happen consistently over time. There are patterns what, what, that exist. What type, what type, what type of statistics do, 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 do we need to be aware of? What, what, well, how, how kind of rates are we talking about? I mean, that's a great question. African-American women, um, you know, die. Mm-hmm. Uh, while giving birth mm-hmm. to their children at a rate of three to four times the rate of white women. Wow. Say that again. That's, say that that, again. that's amazing. I mean, you yeah. might hear three to four times, and, and that may not sound significant to you, but think about it. For, for every one white woman, that means three black women. Might, well, might die from yeah, this. Yeah, might die from right. this. That's right. Uh, for every one white woman, it could be four. Mm-hmm. Right. It may sound like a small number, right. but if you have four white women, that means now you have 16 mm-hmm. women of color who are dying of this. And so the racial disparities are enormous over time. When you look at the scope of it and speaking of time, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the only way to really understand anything that's happening in our presence to check the history. has to be uh, understood by looking at the past. Absolutely. And so, again, when we're talking about racism, we have modern day manifestations of racism. But every modern day manifestation of racism is connected. No doubt. To the past. No doubt. Right. The the seeds that we see even today, Mm -hmm. uh, the fan, the the flame of racism that has been fanned today Mm -hmm. is connected, you know, to a flame that has never been put out. That's right. You know, connected to the past. Yeah. And so you you talked about the fact that we don't know about this. Well, Mm -hmm. I I would like to interject this. You know, we we know more and more, more than we want to know about police brutality. But it doesn't matter whether it's a police or whether it's a physician. Right. We we know about what happens with police because it's winding up on the media more and more because of Mm -hmm. social media where things are being caught that hadn't been captured before Mm -hmm. because of police body cam. Things Mm -hmm. are being captured now that haven't been captured before. But what we see when we really begin to study and explore racism is this stretches across the span of our lives. Right. There's no area of our life that is safe. Right. And so just like we're supposed to be. Uh, made safe and feel safe because of the service of police officers. Mm-hmm. The same is true for physicians. That's true. But we have to begin to highlight these disparities and these issues mm-hmm. so that something can be done about it. That's right. Really, conversations need to be had, not just outside of the hospital and even inside the hospital, but where doctors are being trained right. and nurtured and That's developed. Right. I recently heard an African American physician speaking about this very issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, express how while in medical school, and again, this is recent history in medical school, she heard it being taught in the classroom that African-American women have a higher pain tolerance than white women. Wow. Even today. And that is inherently racist. racist. Absolutely. 
It's inherently That's racist. Right. That's right. And so these things go all the way back. You know, right. again, we got to understand the past if we're going to understand the present. So even this particular issue has a history in racism that's embedded in slavery. That's right. Even today, this this gentleman that I want to highlight, not for the right reasons, but for the wrong reasons, uh, Dr. James Marion Sims. Say the name once more. Dr. James Marion Sims. Okay. You can do your research. Okay. You can Google him. Okay. And I want to encourage the audience to Google him because he is known today, even today, he's celebrated as being the father of modern gynecology. Mm-hmm. But guess how he became the father of modern gynecology? It was because he experimented on slave women against their will. Wow. In the antebellum South, it was not frowned upon. He used human experimentation in the form of enslaved African-American women mm-hmm. in the South, against performing their will. surgeries on them against their will without anesthesia. And he did this for a period of, of about four years in the 1840s. Mm-hmm. And he was widely supported and celebrated. And so this, this, this history of racism in, in medicine is not something that's new. It's something that stretches back into slavery. Mm-hmm. And it's just another area of our lives mm-hmm. that is impacted by racism. And, and I thank you so much uh, for providing the opportunity for us to highlight mm-hmm. uh, this issue on your show. Well, it's, 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 almost, it's almost a mandate, the conduct, the, 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 the pain mm-hmm. uh, that I saw in your eyes when you were explaining to me about uh, your member, right? You know, uh, your, right now I want to talk about the fact that us as pastors, you know, this is your member, right? It, and 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 just 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 the pain that you expressed about what your congregation was going through, mm-hmm. and and the husband, yeah, uh, we 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 owe it to them, right? You know, you're here you're here because I love you and respect how how you go about your business, and I've said that to you privately, but 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 we have a mandate. We talked about that privately too. Mm-hmm. This has come to us, right? And so we have to do something about it, right? Um, and you know, so along the lines uh, of what you were saying, uh, Pastor Reynolds, it, there are other societal uh, axioms that prove your point. Mm-hmm. If you look at how COVID, and I'm staying with the same subject, mm-hmm. but if you look at how COVID has ravaged the African American community, is it because we had we breathe less? No, it's not. It's because of the, uh, the 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 old adage that when America gets a cold, a cold. the African American culture gets pneumonia. Yeah, double and, pneumonia. And exactly. And here yeah. we have it here. Mm-hmm. When we see any issues that lead to or any necessary developments lacking that need uh, need to happen that develop uh, more a better mortality rate for society. Mm-hmm. It's going to be worse for us right. because uh, we, we more often than not have less access to health care. Mm-hmm. We have less access to the best doctors. Right. We have less income to, to, to pay for the Affordable Care Acts and all of these things. Mm-hmm. And our, our veterans get treated worse. Our children in, in depressed neighborhoods get treated worse. Right. And so... Um, you know, what do you think are some of the steps? You know, well, let me let me let me let me let me stay here. 
talk, talk just for a bit, if you would, and I have a follow up to this. Uh, if you could, at, at the rate, at the level you can, mm-hmm. talk about uh, the, uh, this, uh, the husband's pain. Wow. Well, I, I'll, I'll attempt. Sure. Right. At, right. To to explain his pain uh, by saying this. I mean, this has been a thought that I've had over and over again. Is it's still difficult for me mm-hmm. uh, to wrap my mind around this reality. Right. Um, you know, what I'm forced to look at are the stages and phases of grief, grief. Yes, sir. you know, which are shock and denial, you know, disbelief right. on the front end. Right. Hoping and, for one day acceptance. Right. And so right. and so, as you mentioned, even as a pastor. Yeah. Right. In our congregation, we're, we're, we're going through those stages mm-hmm. and phases. Sure. Right along with all shock. Right. Uh, disbelief. Right. Um, and denial. Mm-hmm. Uh, right along. You know, with with our brother, with my my son in ministry, mm-hmm. uh, Minister Anthony Wallace, mm-hmm. and and our hearts are broken. And and the way I try to at least identify what he's going through is by acknowledging, you know, if if I'm finding it difficult to accept the reality of this and believe this, because anytime I think of Dr. Shanice, I see her smile. Right. I see her infectious energy mm-hmm. and enthusiasm for life. I see her love for people. Mm-hmm. Again, I see her her strive for excellence. I mean, she right. was the she was the chief resident. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't That's just fall age. into right. that position. Yeah. Yes, she was the chief. We we, right. we can't we can't miss the significance yeah. of that that and level of achievement. Americans don't just fall into right. In, in her position, yes, as an African-American woman, she was the chief. That's the head of the class. That's right. Right? But she was used to performing on that level. She was also the valedictorian of her class. And so everything that she touched, she did with excellence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she even, for her husband, who I talked to, uh, shared this with me in, in conversation. He said, he said, Pastor, you know, she would ask me, my wife, she was, an, she was a phenomenal woman. She, she would ask me from time to time, what can I do to be a better wife? Mm. Wow. Already a phenomenal woman. So, so in every area of her life, she sought to be her best mm. and to learn and to grow even as a wife. Right. And so what I'm feeling, what I was getting at, Dr., Oh my God, it has to be magnified a thousand times. Right for him. For him. Yeah. And the loss that he is experiencing. If 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 I can't believe it as a pastor, right. I know he can't believe it right. as a husband. And and I know that's where he right. is. And that, know, as we know it and we know as pastors, sometimes there are things it's deep, yeah. Sure. Some things we our members don't ever get uh over. Mm-hmm. They get by it. Mm-hmm. God has the power to heal. We, we're not denying that. Right. Uh, but there are some times in life that, that an experience such as one of this magnitude right. alters the entire history. I mean, right. the ontology of a person. Because their being is changed. Right. And uh, so we, we're going to be certainly praying for their brother. Uh, and uh, who is also a man of God. He is. Yeah, he also is. a man of God. And, and he, you know, out of his own admission. You know, one of the first things that I saw him communicate after he learned of his wife, he, he said, you know, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Mm. My, my. And, and I know that he's going to trust God. He's 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 hurting and, and he's going to go through this process like anybody else. You know, these phases and stages of grief. Uh, and it's going to be a long road. 
and has, and by his own admission, and to what you to the point you just made, he knows he this has changed him right. forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I believe at the end of the day, um, matter of fact, I know he's going to be victorious. He's mm-hmm. he's not going to be a victim. Uh, to this, uh, he's going to be made stronger mm. because of this. You know, as we all know, the suffering of this present time is not worthy to, to be, be compared, compared yes, sir. to the glory that shall be revealed. That's right. And so, I believe this to be true mm-hmm. for him. I'm confident in that he is a phenomenal young man in his own right. He's going to be a great father mm-hmm. uh, to his daughter. He has great family support, great support from from our church and in right. his community. And so he, he's going to come out on top, mm-hmm. uh, but just like anybody else, we got to give him time to go through this process. Right. And then right. we're going to walk with him through right. this right. process. One, one uh, of the and, blessings and is he has. And help him seek justice. On, right. on one level, you know, we, we need to expose the, the societal injustice that exists, mm-hmm. you know, with a mother and infant mortality among African Americans and all of those disparities. But on another level, uh, we want to walk with him to ensure that he and his family get justice. Absolutely. You know, part of our conversation earlier sure. was, you know, the, the difference between social justice and civil justice. That's right. And so we want to ensure that 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 he gets civil justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to ensure that that the hospital and the physicians uh, are investigated yes, and, and investigations are started decisions. into their behavior sure. uh, on a judicial level. Yeah. Um, and so we want to look at justice um, in a balanced way and across the board in this situation. And, and unfortunately, you know, part of getting justice for Dr. Shanice is us being intentional about saying her name. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to say uh, to the audience. Uh, at least one of the things I want to touch on before we finish is say her name. Unfortunately, we have to add her name uh, to the list. Uh, the, the list of people who have, again, been killed unjustly at the hands of, of police officers. We have to add her name to the list alongside Brianna Taylor, uh, my homegirl. We have to add her name alongside uh, the list of Sandra Bland mm-hmm. uh, and George Floyd, Floyd and Tamir Rice, Rice yes, and others. And so we need to add her name and we need to continue to speak her name until justice is served on her behalf. Dr. Shanice Wallace, say her name. Her death will not be in vain. That is that is that is awesome. You know what? What I want to do, uh, first of all, uh, I'm going to have to bring you back. Okay. Will you come back? I'll be glad to come all right. back. Uh, what I want to do next week... Um, uh, a, a pastor, as I want us to get into what some of the steps that we can take to uh, to start the process of, of getting her name out, mm-hmm. this this more publicity to this situation, yes, and get some real resolutions to so that we can decrease the possibility of this ever happening again. Right, we can stamp this out if we can get some information about it to to the proper people and start the real process of stopping this. Uh, from becoming such a national horror. I, I agree. It's already a horror wow. uh, uh, to, to lose any of our sisters or of any race, right. uh, or any of our sisters to this. But but the way you keep something from becoming just a horrible uh, uh, monstrosity is to nip it in the bud, if, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. If there's a bud, since somebody's already died, right. we want to fix this. Listen, glad to have you. you. You've been a fantastic guest. What we want to do 
is make sure that Pastor Richard Reynolds is able to come back and 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 really share with us um, some solutions, some some real steps. So you need to tune in next week. This is something, uh, Pastor Reynolds, and uh, that's that's also near to my heart in a different way. My oldest daughter is is pregnant mm-hmm. right now, so I'm, I'm expecting my second grandchild. And so this show has been revelatory for me. It is necessary for her and all of those who are watching. I need you to tune in next week. We're going to get further into this subject. We appreciate your presence today. And as you know, I always tell you, in life, you are constantly making moves. Since you have to make moves, why don't you make your moves moves that matter? I've been your host, Dr. Clyde Posley, and today's guest was Pastor Richard Reynolds, pastor of the New Revelation Christian Church. We're going to be right back here next week right back on this subject because time waits for no man and we need the fierce urgency of now to be on our side. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Get you. Bye-bye.